0: What's up, this is Matt Franco. And this is Eric Dittleman, and welcome to Mind Over Magic.
1: We're coming to you live today from Las Vegas, Nevada for our very first in-person episode.
0: Yeah, I'm not in New York right now, Matt. I'm in Vegas.
1: I'm aware. You're in in,
0: in your home. You're in the
1: office. <laughs> the notorious office for anyone who's listened to previous episodes. And I will say just right off the bat, um,
0: I already know what your goal is going to be. <laughs> 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 Which is uh, just the ever-ending quest of uh, cleaning the office. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> for any
1: new listeners, at the end of each episode, we like to make a little goal for ourselves. And I've had the ongoing one of, uh getting this office cleaned up and i think it's just gotten worse since i started making yeah, that goal yeah. so
0: some people like to like clean up before they have a guest but you're like no we'll just leave it for the pot it's good fodder <laughs> fodder for the pod well this is amazing we haven't seen each other in person in over a year and a half mm-hmm. pre-pandemic yep you just got to vegas last night last night did like a real late light late night um you know, flight got in mm-hmm. on like 11, th- th- you know, Vegas time. Yep. So that's late for me. Yep. East Coast time, but I'm a night owl. So you're already I was, th- over the jet lag. I can I, tell. I think because I flew west, now I'm like at a normal time. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I just have to keep flying west whenever I get used to whatever time zone. Just do it. I'm such a night owl. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah, man. So uh, it, this is fun. We have, obviously, I haven't done anything really in Vegas yet. So we'll be talking about that you know, on our next episode of all the events and activities I have planned and shows yeah. I'm going to see. And so far, just card gonna... tricks
1: shoved down your throat at 9am. Right? Yeah, exactly. Woke up today. My disease is flaring up. <laughs> and I just put them down the minute you hit record. Yeah. It's like, now that we're in
0: person, let's not get card sounds picking up on the audio. <laughs> Exactly. So uh, I'm thrilled to be here. And, uh, you know, and uh, thank you, of course, for your hospitality and putting me up in your guest room. And then, uh, yeah, and then I'm going to be over at the link at some point, too. Yeah, man. Uh, We're going to see your show tonight. I'm going to see all the new stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A few new segments. It'll be great that you uh, haven't seen yet. So that's fun. So I'll have a, a lot of notes on that yeah. for later. <laughs> I decided w- what I want you to do is basically just trash the show live on the podcast. Oh, okay. Did we talk
0: about this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that last yeah, week. Yeah, so
1: just <laughs> just as harsh as you can, just everything <laughs> bad. Yeah, you know, because we have enough good reviews. We've got the five stars on the <laughs> the Ticketmaster and the Vegas dot com and all that. We need to get the Diddleman. Harsh, lay down the law, you know?
0: You know, most acts when you come to Vegas are all about getting people to go to TripAdvisor and Yelp and putting in good reviews, but this is where Matt is different for our,
1: our <laughs> listeners. <laughs>
0: no, I don't want this to be a bit. So if you see Matt's show, give him a good review. Oh please, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, people
1: love that. Yeah, people people go by that stuff. They live and die by it, so please. But you, my friend. I want you to just, just, I just want you to trash it as best you can.
0: I won't post it online. I'll just like draw the number of stars and just tape it to your bedroom (laughs) door.
1: Do it right here in the office so I get to see it every time we record so I can, you know, just enjoy your presence even more. (laughs) That's funny, man. Well, since I haven't
0: uh, explored Vegas yet, let's at least uh, catch up on what we've been doing this past week.
1: Uh, what have you been up to, Matt? Well, in Vegas, when you live here, you have guests all the time. So I just had mm-hmm. family here. Um, yes. My in-laws, actually, Tiana's parents. Mm-hmm. And you'll find this, too. When I like to just do things on a whim. Right. So we ended up going to the Hoover Dam. Nice. On a
0: whim. I, it, I've never been. I've seen it in movies and, mm-hmm. and pictures. It, yeah. Is it ginormous as it seems? It is ginormous. Yeah.
1: I had never been either. So I've lived yeah. here six years, never made my way over there. And it wasn't that far. I don't remember okay. how long the drive yeah. was. But it wasn't that long. Within driving distance from Vegas. Easy, easy drive. Not hard at all. Great. And we walk around, we park, we look at the dam. Okay, we Mm -hmm. see that. And it was cool. I enjoyed it. And it's a little freaky because it's really high up. But the thing I really wanted to do was go on this bridge that is constructed above it. Oh. And this thing, we're talking like similar to the height of the stratosphere. It's really high up and sketchy. And there's lots of traffic on it, but you can also walk it. so i thought that's what i want to do so we parked the car we'd already done the damn thing was there a like an an official tour
0: you can go like inside and do all that stuff
1: we didn't do anything official and we're not sure what was even offered based on Mm -hmm. i think there are still some covid restrictions going on with it or they just haven't reopened certain aspects so we did a little self guided action yeah um, and I don't think this bridge is on the tour, but I don't know.
0: I already know the answer to this, but have you ever seen Vegas Vacation?
1: Yes. Oh, OK. You yeah. Have. Yeah. Oh, I nice. actually have.
0: So, yeah. All the, I the that's such a good bit with the damn tour. And the- I don't recall the
1: damn tour. Oh, I remember Siegfried and Roy. Oh, OK. Of course. But- and Wayne Newton.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the the whole bit is, for those of you who haven't seen the movie, it's like and it's a, probably a standard joke for any damn tour. But just being <laughs> no damn photos on the damn tour. Oh, <laughs> just throwing, I did, yeah, that yeah, does yeah, ring a yeah, bell yeah, now yeah, that you say yeah.
1: it. So as we're getting out of the car, it's, it's pretty sunny and pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Um, Tiana's dad says to me, you have an umbrella in the car? For like shade? Yes. Yeah. Now he lives in Florida, so it's very normal to have an umbrella, to have an umbrella or yeah. even in Rhode Island. Yeah. Not here. I don't no. own an umbrella. <laughs> so like, I was like, are you joking around? He's like, no, seriously, do you have one? I was like no, no, no. I live in Vegas. There's just no, and he's like, oh yeah, yeah. Of course you don't have an umbrella, right? For shade. (laughs) So we continue our walk up towards this bridge Mm -hmm. and the four of us start walking on the bridge and and her folks are a little freaking out a little bit. It's too high for them. They make it a little ways across and kind of start heading back. And Tiana and I are still gallivanting across it. And I said, I just want to get over the water. And then even Tiana, she wasn't afraid of it, but she's just like, all right, I'm going to go back and find my parents. I don't know where they are. Yeah. And I continue on my solo journey on this bridge. And now comes the moment where I think I'm going to be a hero. Oh. A hero. How so? I see an orange umbrella. Oh. Closed up on the ground. An orange. Um- First of all, orange, it should be a warning
0: sign. That That's not a normal umbrella.
1: But it was. Okay. <laughs> It was, and you know how they fold twice now, so they're smaller. I don't know that. You have umbrellas in New York? <laughs> yeah. They don't just close the old-fashioned way like a parasol. Now they have like a mm-hmm. a fold, so they, they get like about you know the size of these microphones. Like sure. Small. Yeah. I'm painting a real good picture this here. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's irrelevant. There's an umbrella, and it mm-hmm. happens to be orange, and there's no one around. Except one group of people near me. So I said, oh, "Is this anyone's umbrella?" "No, no, okay." Yeah. I pick up the umbrella and I start my way back to gift it, right? I don't like where this is going. This is good, this is good, why <laughs> Why not? I'm gonna be a hero, right? Okay. So I make my way back leisurely with the umbrella and I know it's, it's Tiana's mom who really wants it for the shade, mm-hmm. so I, uh, Tiana, Tiana sees me first and she's like, where'd you get that umbrella? And I was like, yeah, I, I found it, but I'm gonna tell them that someone was selling them at the top, <laughs> right? So I walk up with the umbrella And I hand it to Tiana's mom. And she's like, oh, my God, where did you get this? I said, was a guy selling them at the little kiosk at the top of the bridge. Right? So she starts to open it. And I'm not even fully done with the lie. Right. And there comes this guy jogging towards us. He goes, ah, oh, excuse me. Now to her, all the heat's on her. That's my umbrella.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had a feeling it was someone else's umbrella. And I was picturing in my mind a group who just sees... Las Vegas headliner Matt Franco come up and steal an umbrella. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I then walk said, "Is this anyone's umbrella? It looked abandoned. <laughs> it was littering, as far as I was concerned. It was a win-win all around. I thought, and I walked with it a long sure. way. It's not like I stuck this thing under my shirt and jogged. No, I had a neon, yeah, bright fluorescent umbrella in my hand, and I walked the entire length of the bridge with no issue. Sure." So I don't know where this guy came from, but it seemed like he had jogged the whole way. It almost seems like umbrellas
0: are those type of uh, items that the, the moment you go a certain distance away from that
1: item, you no longer own it. I agree. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I agree. That's not just something. It's not a pot of gold. It's not something yeah. you can leave behind. I mean, it's, I don't know.
0: I always love the Gaffigan bit where he's just like, they're, um, they're shaped like batons anyway, just to pass off from one to another. <laughs> I, all- I'm not familiar <laughs> with that. I've like, seen him live, though. Yeah, he's like, there's only four in existence.
1: Four what? Umbrellas. <laughs> <laughs> now three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that was the Hoover Dam experience. So wow. who knows what? exciting surprises await you now you should have brought a
0: basketball with you for have you seen this like there's a um weird physics thing and i've always seen it done off of the um hoover dam i don't know how legal it is to Mm -mm. do this no but you spin a basketball and you throw it over the edge Mm -mm. and because of the way the wind contours i don't know what's really happening but like the basketball zooms, you'd think it would fall straight down or like it'll eventually hit the dam, but it zooms the other way and it goes like far away and flies away from it. Mm. Uh, it's probably like a Bernoulli principle type of thing or whatever, mm. uh, but it's just very fascinating to see that video. Maybe we'll pull it up later. Okay. While we're
1: hanging out. <laughs> yeah, I'm not familiar with that. But I don't think I would be a hero for doing that either. No, and I don't
0: think you're allowed to just bring a basketball and throw basketballs off the Hoover Dam. (laughs) Right, that's what
1: I'm saying. (laughs) Or steal umbrellas, apparently. Yeah. But I thought I was doing a good deed, so. How are the views? The views were great. Yeah, it was outstanding. It was actually a really great little uh, excursion. I recommend
0: it. I'll have to do it one of these days. That's one of the things on the Vegas bucket list that everyone says you should do. Mm -hmm. What other touristy things should I do? I mean,
1: I'm going to see shows sea shows we know that yeah there aren't like certain restaurants that you're like into in particular you're not not like a picky um no i am picky i'm just no but in other words like you're not like a foodie yes correct right like you'll be happy at a five guys you got one here we do let's go <laughs> we have every chain you can imagine. We, we
0: talked about maybe doing a vegan thing. Yeah, well you said yeah. yeah, you
1: since your palate has expanded, you yeah. said you might be open to trying a vegan restaurant. Yeah. So I was like, "All right, let's do I'd that. Be happy
0: with that. Yeah. Let's try that out." Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, I feel like uh yeah, I'm just going to try
1: and see a show every night while I'm here. Grand and... Canyon? Oh, I've never done that. Is that on your list at some point?
0: Yeah, not this trip.
1: No, I mean, look, I'm not going. I just uh, <laughs> I I've been there's no fence I mean, I'm. I, it seems dangerous to me. Or
0: listeners too. That's been the theme of like, hey, why don't we do this for this trip? And Matt's like, I'm not gonna go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's different when you live here, folks. Yeah, it's, it's different when you live here. And you've got a show to do
0: almost every night. Got work to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. Actually, it is a crazy busy week for me. Yeah. Lots of things coming up with mm-hmm. travel on my only off day for the rest of the month. And right, uh, right and virtual sorts of press things in the meantime so yeah it is a it is kind of a, a crazy time for me but also um i look forward to doing some fun stuff too so we'll see we'll see what that ends up being
0: yeah absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely i had a very uneventful week i mean i had uh a two two you know things uh but it was mostly a downtime thing i went to a wedding in north carolina which was fun see some college friends and mm-hmm. i had a had a gig, which went well. It was great. Um, n- nothing really to report back uh, mm-hmm. on that. But uh, I've been mostly just resting. And uh, you could probably hear it in my voice a little bit, just being a little getting over a cold that I had. I, I swear I didn't bring this to get you sick. Mm-hmm. I sh- you should be
1: fine. <laughs> Don't worry. Thank you.
0: I even did a COVID test just to be sure prior to me leaving, and it came back negative. So I'm not transmitting anything (laughs) i've done so many COVID tests over the past
1: (laughs) whatever it's been
0: just to be safe that's my biggest fear by the way is Mm -hmm. coming to see all my vegas performer friends Mm -hmm. and then just like oh i'm the one who got them (laughs) all yeah let's not do that
1: let's not do that
0: so no i am i'm over the cold it's just a little congested in the back of my throat uh and i don't know if you can hear that through this or just we have a weird um uh setup If, if it sounds different uh because we're recording live just you know Get used to that. It should sound
1: better, hopefully. I would think so. Yeah, yeah. We're not going through the Zoom.
0: No, no, no. Well, you record on your end, and we splice it all together anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's all—all all the logistics of that. Uh, but there has been—I've been trying to keep busy with other stuff as I've been resting and just keeping track of, you know, other um, th- interesting things that have been going on and making note. And uh, well, first of all, we have to give a big happy birthday to. Uh, William Zapka.
1: Uh, yeah, you just told me that. I had no idea. You're like, did you wish Billy Zapka a happy birthday? I'm like, no, I wasn't <laughs> aware. You re- see, it was me in the beginning. Now it's really you turning this into Cobra Kai. Yeah, I in know. Between your Halloween costume, your box of treats. Yeah, yeah. Um, You're really stepping it up with the Cobra Kai. You're excited for December 30th, 31st, something like that. It's, Halloween's usually 31st, yeah. No, December. That's oh. when it premieres. Oh, Oh, I'm out nerding,
0: you now. (laughs) I heard October (laughs) (laughs) for the the Halloween costume. But yeah, 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 I'm looking forward to the new season. Mm -hmm. So that's exciting. I also wanted to touch base because we had some uh, we're not officially reaching in the mailbag, but we did have a comment.
1: Oh, uh, no, (laughs) I already know what this is because it mentioned it to me previously. This is uh, all right. Let's let's get the name of this person. Let's put them on blast here. So
0: Al reached out on our Facebook page Mm -hmm. and uh, is flabbergasted like. Mm -hmm. I'll accept that Matt doesn't know about Ghostbusters or, you know, only knows.
1: But I've seen Ghostbusters. Come on. Give me some credit. Yeah.
0: He, he only knows Karate Kid, Tommy Boy, Mrs. Deathfire. I,
1: <laughs> but Alice in Wonderland was the last straw for you. That, yeah. Well, look, I know there are seven dwarfs in that. No. I know. It's a joke. <laughs> that's, that's. I know Snow it's White. Snow White. I know it's Snow White. Um, yeah. No, nah, I just, you know me. Yeah. But like, that's a literary thing. So they're
0: convinced that this Matt is a wacky character that just doesn't know pop culture is not really Matt Franco. I gotta
1: be honest, I'm not particularly playing it up for the podcast. (laughs) I think you could speak uh, on my behalf there, right? I mean, we do talk about this all the time. That's why it's bled its way into our uh, podcast here. But I have a few friends that I've chatted about my comic. Bad uh, yes. ability to recall movies and pop
0: culture ness. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, mainly movies, right? Is that really where the the blind spot falls? I think. Yeah, because you're pretty good with music. We've established. I think that. above average. Yeah, better yeah. than me. I think above average with the music side. Music. It's like the only category I'm like confident mm-hmm. in when it comes yeah. to trivia, you know. But it's mostly because again, uh, you spend
0: most of your time working on card stuff, so you just don't have the time for movies my whole TV. life yeah my uh, whole life but tv i'm like okay yeah you're you know seeing some stuff not as bad right yeah right, right right so i on the flight over we'll see see how well you do doing this mm. i caught the uh val documentary that yeah. was finally on uh, i got to catch uh that was uh it's been out a little bit on amazon uh but uh do you know do you can you name any val kilmer movies Mm-mm. no not Mm-mm. one Mm-mm. wow Mm-mm. <laughs> You know, he played Batman.
1: Uh, only because you told me yesterday, I think. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I think you did.
0: Uh, Tombstone, Is another popular one. Real Genius it was one of his earlier ones. Never heard Top of that. Top Gun.
1: I've heard of Top Gun Okay, with Maverick and Goose. Yeah. I've never seen it.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's the Iceman.
1: I did have to dress up for something. Okay. <laughs> as, as Maverick or something. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, there's going to be a sequel to that coming out. All oh. All that stuff, too. But... Um, the, the 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 fascinating thing for those of you who haven't seen the documentary right off the bat, he um pretty much it's it's about his career and about like acting. He wanted to put a movie out, but it's also because he can't really act right now. Uh, hopefully, he's gonna get better at some point, but like his voice is totally gone because he had throat cancer, so he's speaking through like you know his trachea pretty mm. much, and it's just totally gone, and it's kind of how he's dealt with that as a retrospective to his career and how he's kind of shifted later in life. But just to see the guy behind, you know, that has this like, you know, basically his career had to end and like the positivity and still the spirit that made him so unique was fascinating. But then like also feeling like always looking back on his past, like he's going to these comic cons and signing a lot of things. And it's like, there's a line in too where he's talking about, um like most people will look down at people going like just holding on to their past and that's all they're doing and trying to sell that because that's the only like assemblage of his career he has left to to offer is anything that he did in the past but then to find this like turn of like creating this kind of artistic element and creating a space in la where young nurturing young artists it was. I don't know. I got weirdly emotional
1: watching this documentary. <laughs> I feel like that happens easier on an airplane. Yeah, d- is that why? It's part of it. I'm pretty sure.
0: Like I was like, why am I tearing up in you know my seat next to the stranger?
1: <laughs> I get way more emotional watching things on airplanes. I don't know what it has to do with. That. I feel like that's a real thing. It was very inspiring and like just the
0: spirit of the artist. But he's talking about. Finding that line, too, through acting where that, you know, you bring yourself into the character, but a lot of the character informs you mm-hmm. and blurring the line between the reality and the illusion. And some people get so caught up in the illusion of the acting process. Right. And I just feel like that has a lot to kind of do with us when we work in illusion. Mm-hmm. We've definitely seen the people who start to, you know, buy their own, oh. <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> yeah, their own, um, you know, whatever. Fallacies. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's a good word for it. <laughs> uh but then to like see how you can find that blend where you're doing it from an authentic true nature and there's a there's another part of the documentary that really stuck with me too where he started to get this reputation later in his career of being difficult to work with Mm. but it was really because he had so much pride and wanted things to be you know he's a perfectionist so Mm. with his craft and he was kind of almost a little dismissive of hollywood these days Where he's like you don't really have to be an actor because you just have to be there and stand in a place and do the thing. But like a real trained actor, because like he went to he was like the youngest to go to Juilliard at the time, you know, Mm -hmm. like so like he wanted to be part of the process and really bring these characters full circle. I get it. And, And so it seemed because he was contentious with some directors in terms of like, let's rehearse, let's do this and find the real thing and other directors just want to be like, no, we're going to film it and move on and that kind of stuff. That makes you difficult in someone's eyes. Right. Have you experienced anything like that? Are are there moments when you feel like you've been difficult, but like from a different perspective, it's like, no, I just want the show to be as good as possible. Yeah, it's a
1: fine line to walk. Right. um, And what approaches can you take
0: so that you don't come off as, you know, the labeled the diva or whatever like that? Because there's plenty of stories in our field of people who are just like oh they're a diva they're they're tough to work with
1: yeah i mean i think the more experience you have the easier it is to adapt to the situation Mm -hmm. you're in um if you are a talented actor you might not need to do it as many times as someone who (laughs) is not right so i mean you probably can there's less guesswork and you're gonna probably get it right and be able to move on if that's what that director wants to do or needs to do (laughs) for whatever constraints um
0: the, one of the examples he gives, there's a whole segment of he finally gets to film a movie with Marlon Brando, one of his you know, role models. Sure. And it's the movie Island of Dr. Moreau, which was, you know, critically panned. It was not a good movie. Mm-hmm. They had a director that was inexperienced that they kicked off the film and brought an experienced director. Mm-hmm. But when Marlon Brando had notes about, you know, wanted to bring his process into it, he was just shut down. Right. So then... Marlon Brando just shut down and was just like, "I'm here to do this." So it was like kind of like this. I get a chance to work with one of my heroes, and right. now he's just barely a shell of the heart's you know, not in it. Yeah, the mm. heart's not in it. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a careful line to toe to be mm. able to right be a perfectionist, but also be easy to work with and flexible.
0: Now I've definitely gotten like been to a gig, got to the venue and see things aren't like set up to be the best they can be. Mm-hmm. And then you have to kind of snap into action. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've referenced our, this uh, house of blue show we did together mm-hmm. a long time ago and like had to be like, this is not set up for a good show. And like me and you're like, let's move the stage under a light. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. so I guess if that's your show and you're just not experienced <laughs> or whatever, mm-hmm. It can seem like we're coming off diva E,
1: but yeah, again, the best interest is in mind yeah. to do so. And sometimes it's not what you're saying but how you're saying it. Oh, I think yeah. that's fair to say. Um, yeah. but also, what does he mean by like nowadays you don't need to be a real actor? What does that mean?
0: I think it's just uh, the commercialization of Hollywood okay. and everything like that, I think. Maybe it was a res- retrospective of his own personal career and you know, he does a swing back to theater before he has to, you know, basically loses his voice as well. So it's a little bit more genuine, the acting. Couldn't you say aspect.
1: nowadays you don't really need to be a magician? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, you can perform magic mm-hmm. if you're trained to do like certain, right. you can learn certain things and make it appear as if you sure. can do magic, but you don't have that background, that training, that understanding, mm-hmm. that toolbox of moves that are your go-tos, right?
0: Yeah. There's, um, I forget who, I saw it on Twitter, but another magician that I follow had an, uh, a point that's very similar to this. is like anyone can learn the secret, but there's a difference between performing the magic, mm-hmm. right? So I think that's what you're saying is kind of you can learn how something is done. Anyone can kind of be plugged in to, to do the physical operation to make the effect work, but it's a different idea when you know how to you know emphasize the certain things to actually put yourself into it to make it meaningful to the audience like that's the first step is learning how something's done then it's the the work comes in to really make it a truly amazing and memorable moment yeah for people in the audience to experience it in their mind as true magic and wonder
1: there are many facets to it like in some cases you can plug in someone to do the physical Mm -hmm. xyz but depending on the level of difficulty many times you just cannot you cannot just hand someone jimmy Hendrix's guitar right. and expect it to sound anything like Absolutely. Jimi hendrix it'll only sound like Jimi hendrix when he has it right, right. and like there's a lot of magic that 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 mm-hmm. operates that way too but then there's a lot of magic that doesn't necessarily subscribe to that
0: right well some of it's the proficiency level where you need the certain level of skill to mm-hmm. operate some of these right harder slights of course yeah so like but or, or you're even saying- mental things
1: but yeah, in mental things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, psychological ploys of mm-hmm, any kind. Mm-hmm. They take years of trial and error. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And um and, and it just- can't you can't just tell to, tell someone and then after <laughs> you say this you say that. No, because right. it depends on Mm -hmm. xyz that might happen there are too many different roadmaps and if unless you've done it for years you're not going to know which one to take or even know that there is one there yeah and almost
0: having it at that instinctual level rather than consciously thinking about it exactly right
1: so like the the technical difficulty doesn't just apply to physicality Mm -hmm. but also Mm uh
0: right but Actually. even with the Jimi Hendrix example, say you had someone just as proficient mm-hmm. technically as him, mm. then you've got the personality and the style mm. and... The soul, know, if you will. It's almost knowing the rules, what they are in order to know when and how to break them. Oh, I love that, yeah. And that's how you develop your style. And I think that's across the board for any art form, mm-hmm. is you have to do your, you know, piano lesson etudes, the, just the technical scales in order to know how that feels in your fingers. And then once you get there you can break those rules and use that palette the way that expresses you as an artist
1: there are technically proficient musicians yet Mm -hmm. when you hear them play you feel nothing yeah right and then there are uh you know it works the other way too though there can be musicians who you feel everything but they really stick to basics right and i think it's the same with magic though too like someone could be pretty new to magic and um but really perform in a way where everyone just feels it yeah, and and that's a good point. or you can be technically amazing at sleight of hand, but perform things that just really no one cares, yeah, right yeah. <laughs> like you can't you just yeah. don't have that yeah. that way to make you know, the other half, if you will, the personality of it or whatever. yeah, that, the framing, yeah. just the understanding, being able to put yourself in the mm-hmm. perspective of the audience right. is not an easy thing to do, but yeah. it's important.
0: I think there's a trap when ma- magicians hear that. Um, caveat to it of you can be amazing using basic technique uh, Mm. because I think many hear that and the the trap is oh I can only rely on basic stuff but Mm. I think at the same time you want to keep developing your proficiencies Mm. in the skills because the more tools you have at your disposal to be able to pluck from are just helping you build that rapport and that performance and everything like that. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's the thing. You, you, you can't get lazy, right? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're even showing me this morning all the new stuff you're working on. You know, you could rest on your laurels and all the mm. stuff that you know, but you're always seeking out more and interesting techniques and how to improve techniques because... Sure some are going to be right for a certain situation. And the, just the more options you have, you find the right appropriate thing to use.
1: Yeah. And that stuff's just my hobby, right? right? So like I showed you things today that it probably will never use. Right. But sometimes an idea from something will find its way into my work. But the point is, I do what I do not because it's my work, but it's also my hobby. Yeah. So like as a hobbyist, I, you know, I go through my notes and I find the things that are a little bit on the, like, that I might think might appeal to you. Mm -hmm. And I pull those out and say, hey, check this out. Even though it doesn't, I know it doesn't fit me. So I really wouldn't perform it, but I like it and I appreciate it. Right, I, I like that I got to
0: see the process of the notebook of you flipping through the pages and be like, oh, maybe I'll show you this one right. I know it's a fooler. Right, right,
1: right. <laughs> I'm still thinking about that one. By the way, <laughs> I think my favorite was when I had to look to the notebook mid mid trick. I had to get up and look at the notebook and go, okay, what do I do now? <laughs>
0: that that reminded me of my early days. By the way, I think we're uh, jumping off the topic of Val. So check out Val if you haven't seen Val. I really recommend it. It's a really good movie, uh, and it just makes me want to rewatch some of those val kilmer classics uh but um and i really am jealous because he was doing like a mark twain like theater piece and i was like i really wish i had got to see that anyway uh what i was gonna say is uh you checking the notebook mid trick uh reminded me of like my early days of like learning and showing off Mm. you know card stuff Mm -hmm. i remember one specifically i had my friend greg over uh my neighborhood friend growing up and I remember, like, literally having Paul Harris's Art of Astonishment open. Oh, that's awesome. While I was, like, walking through the thing. And I'd, like, read a little bit of lot. Li- like, this is obviously early stages before I even, like, got in my bones and, like, How performing. old were you, you think? Ugh, this must have been, like, late middle school, early high So, like, high teen years. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And literally, like, have a deck of cards in my hand. And I'm walking through. And I'm reading the pattern in the book like I'm not adding myself in it I'm just like working the trick out to see if it'll work and like I would perform the next part that says like perform this and he's like okay and then I'd just look back in the book and read the pattern for the next section right
1: (laughs) this is hilarious but also the subtext is that uh my ability level as a Vegas (laughs) magician with Many hours of television performances is about Eric Dittleman at 15 years old. No, that's, Is that what I'm hearing? That's not the subtext. <laughs> I think we all heard it. I don't know. Chime in if you guys heard it. <laughs> That's very
0: funny. <laughs> no, I think it's important to say, even at this stage, you can still feel like a beginner. At no, no, time I, I love... Have...
1: I, I only yeah. want to feel like a beginner. Yeah, yeah, I mean, right. other than maybe when I'm actually on stage doing what I do. But like, right. I always want to feel like I have a beginner's yeah, mindset. Right. I think that's important. Absolutely. To continue I learning, to is. continue growing. And yeah, I think that uh, constant improvement and beginner's mindset is so important. And uh, I don't have to fake it. I honestly feel like a beginner all the time right. because there's an overwhelming amount of information out there and things to be learned so
0: and i think there's also just shows there's different points of practice so Mm -hmm. like even that beginning phase like even if you're literally just marking your way through something you want to try out and have another person there just to bounce it off Mm -hmm. knowing probably it's not going to fool or you know impress Mm -hmm. them or whatever but to have that and now he's implying he wasn't
1: fooled by anything did you catch that subtext that's not true So that was a lie before when he said he was still thinking about it. Because now we get the new <laughs> subtext. The story changes. That's very funny. Um,
0: <laughs> no, but then to like get once, you know, I was more proficient with that. And then I could step away from the book. Right. And right, then right, do right, it, right. you know, mark it out in front without. Now you he's know, taunting me to step memorize. away from the book. <laughs> Uh, I feel like I'm just digging myself in a hole, but maybe we should switch gears. Let me ask you a question sure. before that. Maybe this yeah. is
1: more of a second half thing, but I think we can chat briefly. I'm just curious. Do you practice efficiently?
0: Well, it's it's tricky to find ways to even practice mentalism other than the techni- technical part because right. it relies so much on the other people that are there. Yeah, sure. And so I try to find places where I can work it out and work right. it out. Yes. Right,
1: uh, no, The reason I ask is because... I, I think I mindlessly kind of work on things again, because mm-hmm. it's my hobby, yeah. not just my job. I really so so I don't think I practice in the most efficient way. In fact, mm. I, oh gosh, I went back to look at some videos every if uh, we did it today, yeah, I came up with a move and I had you film it for me really quick, so I don't forget it, and right. I logged these away in a certain folder in my yeah. phone, yeah, and I went back and looked at some recently, and usually, I just like film my hands, but some of them my face was in it, <laughs> and I have this like practice face that oh, I've never yeah. seen before. Uh-huh, uh-huh. and I was like, I don't even like this version of me. <laughs> I go into this zone. And like, I think I get in that zone very easily. So like, I'm not necessarily like making a list, ordering mm-hmm. it from easy to difficult and like right. going through it efficiently, which right. is probably a better way. I The best technicians I've seen have a very efficient practice mm-hmm. regimen. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. I just sit down and go. Right. And right. I don't know if that's great or not, but I love to do it.
0: Well, you're also doing practice throughout the day that it's like not mindful, like just to get a slide in your hand is while that you're watching good? TV. Probably to get the muscle memory. It's, Maybe it is. It depends on what you're using the practice for yeah i mean true. i think there's a difference between practice and rehearsal
1: this is not rehearsal well. yeah right right
0: rehearsal is different so rehearsal is like actually marking it like you're gonna perform it for mm-hmm. real mm-hmm. and then you know practice is just to get the the physicality or making sure the the smoothness or anything works out. right so right i think there is difference and it's, uh, the other trap with uh, what we do is when it's a hobby that's also your profession is you're almost always working on it in some capacity or another. Yeah, like, which it, I
1: don't mind because I love it. It so. takes
0: up your brain space and your focus. Like constantly I'm thinking of ideas on how to approve the show or mm-hmm. if anything comes at any moment. But I think it's also important to remember, like, it's cool to take a break. Yeah. <laughs> to enjoy I mean, yourself. I, if I could, Fly I would. Fly to Las Vegas, which this is just going to end up being me thinking about my show the whole time. <laughs> now that I've seen, you know, I'm going to be seeing so many shows. <laughs> so yeah. It, it <laughs> might be a work vacation after all.
1: <laughs> For some people, it's all consuming to the point where they miss Alice and the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> Alice and the Seven Dwarfs. I think I even said Allison, which isn't even a character <laughs> in... from any of this.
0: Seven. Yeah, Allison, seven Dwarfs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like uh, what the, the dwarves' name would be in Alice in Wonderland. Like Tweedle um, E, oh. Tweedle Dummy. Is, is
1: Tweedle D and Tweedle Dum from Alice in Wonderland? Yeah. See, I've heard of that, but I had no idea it was from that. Smiley is the Cheshire Cat. I'm this is all from that? Yeah, Matt wow. Hatter. The know? Tin Man? Nope. I'm just kidding. I know it's Wizard of Oz, people. <laughs> Here we go. Well, on that note, I think (laughs)
0: before we piss off our listeners,
1: (laughs) let's jump to
0: Diddle Me This. Diddle me this, diddle me that, will Eric end up stumping Matt? Riddles! All right, this is our first in-person live riddle, so uh, I get to really see you struggle. Mm -hmm. Squirm. So, Michael was 13 in
1: 1980. And was eight in 1985. How can this be? Michael was 13 in 1980 and eight in 1985. Yes. How can this be? Michael was 13 in 1980, mm-hmm. but he was eight in 1985. Yes. Mm. What are your first instincts? On first instincts is. Uh, He was 13. What that actually refers to is his anniversary. And then he got divorced and immediately remarried to someone else.
0: Then he would have an eight-year anniversary? In in five five years? years.
1: (laughs) No, but you asked what my first instinct was. (laughs) That's what I wanted to know. (laughs) That's where I was going with that. Michael was 13 in 1980? Yeah. 13 what?
0: Uh, It just says 13, but you
1: can assume probably age michael was 13 in 1980 oh okay but he was eight in 1985 mm-hmm. okay so michael was a um like a critter that you would feed to like a snake or something explain <laughs> so wait what <laughs> yeah Michael was is like a bug or whatever. Uh-huh. And he I'm was following the bugs that live at least thirteen years. So he was thirteen in nineteen eighty. Oh, that bug's around for a long time. Yeah. But in nineteen eighty five he was eaten. <laughs> also known as eight.
0: Let me see if I can say that with that kind Michael was thirteen in nineteen eighty and eight in nineteen eighty five. Wow. I would say I would give it to you if it was a word pun. It's not, by the way. Oh, it's uh, on, it. on eight. If he was like thirteen years old in 1980, and then eight for the first time in <laughs> 1985, mm. just to play on that eight-eight right. kind of but word That's play, not it. That's not it. I don't know. All right. So imagine these are both ages. What's happening? Does it work out? Michael's thirteen in 1980. Five years later, he's eight years old. Mm-mm. So. Does that work? Five, no, years, that have, five
1: years have passed. No, he's regressing.
0: Right. But it's the correct time. So as the years change five years, he's getting younger five years.
1: It sounds supernatural.
0: Yeah, it's almost like a Benjamin Button if you got that reference, which you probably haven't because that's a movie where someone ages in reverse. Mm-mm. Brad Pitt movie. Um, so is there a context where those years would make sense with someone who ages normally? 5 years. No. See, this is what I love about this riddle cuz it's playing with our expectations.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: You're assuming um let's see. If we did this maybe with the years different. Maybe Michael was 13 in 0, the year 0. Is there a year 0? There is now. <laughs> Michael is uh 13 in the year 0, but he was 8 in the year five does that help at all think a little bit closer to that no okay uh what is something
1: other than years it's still years oh
0: but do you know the full like what century or like how how years are kind of um centuries yeah centuries but Mm -hmm. like what what uh if we were in 1980 blank what would follow
1: 1980 blank 1980 1981 what do you mean 1990 decades
0: But if we wanted to specify which 1980.
1: I thought there was only one 1980.
0: That's why this riddle's tricky. How about, let's go this way. Here's another hint. Uh, Do you read any of the Sunday comic strips?
1: Not in years.
0: But do you remember one where there's like cave people?
1: Only the magic eye. (laughs) (laughs) All right. When were cave people around? A long time ago. Yeah. Do you think they were in like, you know, Uh, 5 AD? This is like a BC type thing. I still don't understand. I still don't get it. So if Michael was 13
0: in 1980, we assume it's A.D. because of the riddle, Mm. but it's really 1980 B.C. Oh. And you know when B.C. counts the other way towards Mm. zero. Mm,
1: That's a butt riddle. (laughs) That's what that is.
0: five years later. Mm. So actually 1985 is the older year, and it's counting backwards to 1980. I
1: immediately regret giving you an easy trivia today. immediately regret being lazy.
0: I don't know why I gave you this. It's definitely a... Oh,
1: 100%. <laughs> I still barely understand it. Unbelievable.
0: So, yeah, it's just playing with that expectation of we're talking about years in our our time. Okay. <laughs> Rather wow. than counting backwards, which is a whole different thing too. If you're, I think there's like CE and
1: CCE and right. different ways of counting. Yeah, back. well, I was gonna give you ten seconds to answer the trivia, and now it's five.
0: Oh wow! <laughs> well, let's jump over to trivia. Matt picks up the question, then he stares at it. Eric's at the ready, time to use his wit.
1: Pressure, pressure, pressure. Trivia, pressure, trivia. That sounds great in these headphones. Yeah, Yeah. Um, it does. It sounds different. I could actually hear more nuances. Okay.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Shout out to my brother Mark again. Yeah. Lovely. Shout out to
1: quality headphones. Uh, (laughs) If you're listening on little pods, switch it up one time and you get get a treat there. Um, (laughs) This is a rapid fire. You got to answer it quickly. Okay. Okay? Wow. All right. It's an AGT question.
0: Oh no. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: How many ventriloquist winners have there been of America's Got Talent? Five. Two. Four. Three. Two. One. Final answer? I think it's two.
0: No? Oh no. There's three. three. <laughs> I just thought of the third <laughs> one. <laughs> I can name them. How gratifying. Oh, <laughs> go ahead, uh, name them. I was so confident. Go ahead. Uh, no, I
1: know. It, it tripped me up when I thought of it. Yeah, so go ahead. Uh, and I know which one I should uh, I forgot, but I I won't. know which one. Oh, wait, can I guess which one you forgot?
0: <laughs> well, let me name the other All two. Go ahead. Uh, because I feel bad. Uh but it All was right. uh Terry Fader. Yes. First ventriloquist yes. to win. Everyone remembers Darcy Lynn. Yes. Because she's the small, adorable girl who won recent, more recently. Mm-hmm. And then it was Paul Zerdin. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you thought of that just for me today. I did. Okay, good. Yeah, I like it. Right. Yeah. Which just goes to show you still haven't bought a trivia book. No,
1: I have not bought a <laughs> trivia book yet. But it just felt right. There's like an AGT show coming here yeah. to Vegas. You're yeah. in Vegas. I was like, yeah, let's, let's give them some AGT, you know? Matt, with some of the downtime when I'm not at
0: shows, we might take a trip to like a mall and find a trivia book. Ooh. Or or better yet, I might just force you to go on Amazon or, or some other local bookseller. I almost website. fell for it.
1: I almost fell for it. How dumb do you think I am? I'm going to let you come with me <laughs> to pick out the book. This guy's going to have it up on his wall behind his camera for the next week's episode. Just, <laughs> oh, music book. category? All right. Yeah. Hold on, Matt. One second. Page 66.
0: No, you know I like to play fair when it <laughs> comes to trivia because it's fun for me to know if I'm right or wrong. There
1: you go. <laughs>
0: oh, man. That's funny. But uh, we'll get there eventually. Yep. Um, I want to change gears a little bit and a little bit more um, somber, mm. but... Uh it's not as somber because there's been recent updates, which is uh good to hear as well. But uh a friend of the AGT family, speaking of AGT, uh Jonathan Goodwin, who you might remember as the Daredevil, uh, it just came out recently while they were filming AGT Extreme, the new show, he was in a horrible, horrible accident, mm. uh, which is shocking. And uh, you know, there was a car explosion, he was hanging from 40 feet above the ground fell and missed the airbag and, you know, was rushed to the ICU. They shut down production. It was, uh, you know, everyone was worried because, you know, they didn't know the fate of a friend. I, I, I've i not met him in person, but we've exchanged many messages. And yeah. I'm a big fan of his and his work and his styles of escape. Um, so that was really shocking this past week that that happened. And, you know, our thoughts uh, obviously went out to him and his family uh, but he did, he was able to post an update that he's, you know, okay. He's stable. He's still in the ICU. He's got a long way to go still. So we're going to still send our best wishes and support to him, but I'm just glad he's, you know, alive and well enough to, you know, keep fighting this fight and we'll keep, yeah, it's, it's just a scary thing when that's your job is to put yourself in danger. Yeah. But from like a magic, perspective too i know how cautious he is when he does these escapes and there's always got to be an element of danger to it but it's a mitigated risk and everything is kind of uh taken care of so it's not really necessarily sometimes as dangerous as it seems mm-hmm. but i mean accidents happen and things right. even when you take all the precautions like i don't know exactly what r- wrong but obviously something went wrong
1: but and, there's human error in yeah, things and yeah uh or or sometimes faulty equipment. Or well, yeah. I don't think we have any information on what exactly happened here. Right. All we know is uh, you know, where our, our thoughts are with Jonathan and yeah uh what a really in his family, yeah. what a difficult mm-hmm. uh situation. And and he, he is a Vegas resident.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and knowing him, he, one like let's hope he gets all back to a hundred percent. I'm yeah. sure he's the type of guy that will just
1: get out there again and you know <laughs> you you might be right about know, that and I that's know. that's not an easy horse to get back on but uh he's got a vegas community behind him and mm-hmm, a uh mm-hmm. you know a variety arts community behind right. him and so on so but um and so, family and so on but it's it's just a really hard thing so our thoughts are with you
0: and if you want to keep uh, updated you know follow him on the social media he seems to be wanting to post you know so um that's probably the best to to see where he's at and you know you could send his well wishes directly on his instagrams and facebook page and so forth so. yes
1: sir yeah
0: so that that was scary uh but just wanted to make sure we touched upon that for a, a good friend who's
1: uh going through some stuff for sure yeah man you excited for meow wolf
0: yeah i'm excited to see what this is you don't know i know basically it's like this weird walkthrough experiential art exhibit yeah
1: you know as much as I do, then, because I haven't gone to it. But we're thinking about going tomorrow. Yeah,
0: we'll yeah? check that out. Mm-hmm. See some other friends that are in town. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to do. You can't come to many of these shows with me because you're doing your own show. I'll be on stage, but I'll, yeah. I'll be trying to bounce around from show to show to show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but maybe I'll be able to drag you to one of these if it's, it's a possible. later later show. It's or possible or, or not. Um, But, yeah, we got a whole lot. Uh, We're going to work on effects.
1: Yeah, that's right. You're going to be helping me with a little something.
0: Consulting and giving you some tips.
1: Uh, Yeah, something you have a lot of experience with. Yeah, going to be doing a little custom effect for a uh, corporate event, which uh, I look forward to getting your tips because I tried running it without them. And, you know, it went okay in the run through, but. I'm looking right. forward to working on that. Right. And it's mentally,
0: mentalism in nature. So to add some subtleties, I mean, that was the fun part of it this morning when we were just kind of jamming and showing this is like when we really dive into the subtleties of not just the moves, but like a lot of the psychology of what makes things even stronger. Mm. Uh, and that's that's the fun part I missed about like jamming in person is just those like right. little little nuggets back and forth For and so sure. forth. So yeah, man. Uh, but I think uh, I think we're about getting to that time. Do you want to um, talk about
1: uh, uh, your goal? What are our goals coming up, man? Well, look around. Mm-hmm. We're in the office. Yeah, that's the goal. Gonna clean up the <laughs> office. You're gonna do that this week?
0: No, no, it's just it's an, an ongoing ongoing goal. Why
1: am I supposed to have another one? You should have like a more immediate goal because I think. <sighs>
0: One of the goals that I just have for both of us. Yeah, I don't think right. we've ever done a goal for both of
1: Let's us. Let's do a joint goal. I can only imagine where this is going
0: is um and one of the things that i catch myself doing and i found we, we both do this on the podcast oh no too, oh no here
1: he comes he's tearing
0: us down <laughs> this is my notes i already got my star ratings ready for this rate podcast. the
1: podcast five stars because <laughs> diddleman goes on in his spare time and writes critiques that's what i think he does and gives us one star. um
0: i think i think it's easy sometimes and our listeners who have stuck with us for a while have seen us like just Throw things out that we say we're going to do. Oh. And then we don't necessarily do that. All the time. <laughs> Which is, you know, because of, sometimes it's, you know, laziness, to be honest. But sometimes it's because we're busy. Sometimes we just they're just ideas
1: that weren't meant to be followed through, though. Yeah, and sometimes right? we're just spitballing live. Thinking out loud. Honest out
0: and, loud. Honest and raw here for you on the cast.
1: Absolutely. Uh, but I think we
0: should... Follow through with some of these ideas.
1: Okay. <laughs> is, is what I'm getting That's at.
0: That's it? <laughs> you know. Is
1: but, that the goal? Yeah.
0: All right. For both of us. Yeah. 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 So There's a
1: subtext here that I'm not seeing. <laughs> no, there's not. There's not a subtext. <laughs> <laughs> Always skeptical.
0: Uh, but one thing, I mean, we've talked about maybe a Patreon in the future. Here he goes. There it is. I think maybe <laughs> now that we're in the same place, we yep. can figure out some of those tiers. If you have suggestions for tiers that you might like you can email us as we try and figure out a way to you know give our listeners who have been with us a way to be more involved be more involved have more access you Mm -hmm. know that might be nice yeah so we want to come up with um more value for the podcast
1: wow now i can get on board with this yeah we got to make sure it's Make sure we're uh, providing the best value we can with what we got. Yeah. I like that.
0: So if you have ideas, feel free to shoot us an email at mindovermagicpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on the socials at mindmagicpod. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we're also just always curious to hear like what what parts you're connecting with. Mm. Um, you know, that, that helps us inform where we take the episodes as we kind of just chat as two friends catching up as well and talking about, you know, what showbiz is to us. and. You know people who are in it, um, but yeah. So your goal last time was to purchase a trivia book. We've already addressed that. Failed.
1: So they talk about doing, not doing what you following through. There you go. <laughs> trivia book. And then uh, my goal
0: last week was to touch base about our new website. I still got to reach out to you, Alex. Appreciate you. But it is live. It is live. So if you do want to check out the the original version, of Alex's website, visit mindovermagicpodcast.com or mindovermagicpod.com dot com. Both URLs will bring you there. Mm-hmm. And then my other goal was to get excited for Vegas. So I want to say mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Good work. Now we, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: now we just got to let the actual experience live up to the hype. Yeah, that's absolutely. All. So.
0: And what are your goals for this week? I well, mean, you have the ongoing goal of the the
1: ongoing office. Yeah. The trivia. I actually do have like re- a- actual goals though.
0: Yeah, that's what we're doing the, this segment for.
1: Yeah. No. No. <laughs> But they're not like, I don't know that they're that exciting to other people, but I've got to figure out um, a magic segment for TV that I'm doing next week, as well as um, this custom corporate thing that I've been working on. I'd really love to get that, um, you know, more comfortable and kind of firing on all cylinders. And uh, those are the two main ones that come to mind that are, uh, you know, require some, some real effort. See again that's not
0: maybe as exciting for you but it's things that have to be done and I mm. think listeners are you know interested in what a day-to-day life mm. as an entertainer or work to week life is so like that's just part of the package so I think that's that's good to have and to put out there to know that you're constantly working for immediate goals as well yeah. as long
1: term Well funny enough it does tie in I can sit down this happened to me the other day I sat down mm-hmm. at my kitchen counter Yeah Picked up my cards, started shuffling. It was around 9:30 a.m. Seven hours went by. Wow. Okay, that's a long time from just shuffling. Yeah, I was just working on different things. Yeah. I don't know what I was yeah. doing. I was like blacked out. I, I got in that weird where I make the weird face, and it's the flow state they say. Definitely yeah. a flow state. But then when it comes time where I have to like work on something mm-hmm. not by choice, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like I have to prepare something for a certain segment or a certain event or whatever, it becomes much harder for me to want to do it
0: oh it's a okay. weird psychological yeah. thing it's almost like having that specific time frame focused on something is something psychologically where you're averse to that i want pro- it more natu- natu- want natural want to procrastinate
1: yeah it makes me want to procrastinate it's the weirdest <laughs> thing in the world so that's why i almost didn't even want to bring up those mm, other two goals right right but i did
0: but having a deadline is also good to know where you need to get to yes i think right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. absolutely so you're gonna hate me for my goal then okay my goal is to enjoy vague. <laughs> no, on all seriousness, I—I I, one of the reasons I did come out was to see a lot of shows mm-hmm. and get a little bit inspired and uh, do what I do whenever I see shows and like kind of take things, you know, its I want to turn off the director and enjoy the show as is. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the same time, I have that director brain going. Mm-hmm. So to find the things that I like that are working in the shows and mm-hmm. see how can I not steal it, but like apply some of the principles to my show sure and especially shows that I'm writing you know kind of a newer show that has been in the back of my brain for a mm-hmm. long time uh, but then also to see like the things that I didn't necessarily gel with me or didn't mm-hmm. you know like and appreciate why and try and figure out so I always have that analytical thing going on so to kind of take a moment at least after each show or maybe the next morning and maybe jot down some ideas about that and just you know work on that and see how that can inform future things that I want to do.
1: The other thing is, too, sometimes you're watching something that doesn't gel with you, but audiences just absolutely oh, yeah. love it. And then I go, but why? What am I missing? Yeah,
0: what what did they connect with that I didn't necessarily Yeah, I'm missing with? something. Yeah. This is on me now. Right, right? yeah. Right. So that's yeah. interesting, too. So I'll have plenty of opportunities to do that. And mm-hmm. then also just relax a little bit, because I've been on the road for quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So.
1: And you're still on the road, but hey. But being in one place
0: for a week is good. Yeah. And then, uh, the last one too is to add, um, uh, as soon as I get back, I'm back busy again. So I got another knack conference
1: and, uh, we're, uh, get ready for that. We made history today, brother. The first in person episode of mind over magic number 68. Hopefully we'll get some more episodes going on this week. Cause there's going to be a lot of action happening here in Las Vegas, but until then, Great hanging with you.
0: Yeah, good talking with you. And uh, I'll see you this week. You you can't get rid of me.
1: See you soon, brother. (laughs) See you.
0: Bye. (laughs) shuffling cards.